Hey there, I'm Rinda Emick, the founder of the nonprofit Presley's Purpose, where we give NICU parents some time away from the hospital to relax and de-stress by pampering them in the salon. I am also the host of Presley's Purpose podcast, where I will interview NICU families to share their journey and their best tips and tricks for surviving the NICU. Please subscribe if you haven't already, so you are the first to get our latest podcast. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Renda Emick, the host of Presley's Purpose Podcast, and I wanna welcome you to our show, and also just thank you so much for taking the minutes out of your day to join me. This podcast means the world to me, and I am so excited that I get to share the story behind the nonprofit Presley's Purpose. So I wanna start this podcast with a little bit of a trigger warning because you just never know. And some of the things that I'm gonna share today about our journey can definitely stir up emotions for you if you have been through what I'm gonna talk about or maybe you know somebody that has, and I know firsthand that that can definitely trigger some stuff. So I've got some tissue for myself just in case because you just never know. So I wanna rewind a little bit and share some of my background with you because you're gonna see soon how this all ties into Presley's purpose. So in 2007, I became a licensed hairstylist and I loved working in the salon. I loved working with women. I loved helping women feel beautiful. And I truly enjoyed that career for many years until my current career that I'm in now. In 2014, I met the man of my dreams. His name is Neil, and a year and a half later, we were married. Now, I knew I wanted to have children with my husband. So in 2016, we found out we were pregnant, and I was over the moon excited. Now, my husband, on the other hand, he was definitely a little bit nervous, but sure enough, he started to get excited. June 15th, 2017, we gave birth to our precious Presley Ray. Now our pregnancy was perfect. There was never any signs of anything. There was never any health concerns. So we thought we were gonna deliver a baby and everything was just gonna be perfectly fine. Presley was full term. And this was my third C-section, so I have two children from a past relationship. And so I felt like I was prepared. I felt like I knew what was gonna happen and how it was all gonna go. But to our surprise, as soon as they delivered Presley, I knew right away that something wasn't right. Presley was not crying. And this being my third baby, I knew that that was something to look for. You wanted to hear a strong, healthy cry right away, and that wasn't something that we heard. I kept asking, is everything okay? And we just kept hearing, yes, yes, she's just having a little bit of trouble breathing. And my husband, you know, this is his first baby, so he really has no idea what's going on. He doesn't know what is what is supposed to happen and what's not supposed to happen. So I keep questioning and I just keep hearing that same answer that yes, everything is okay. She's just having some trouble breathing. Minutes were going by and Presley was still having trouble breathing so they whisked her away to the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit. My husband went with her and here I am, just delivered a baby, they're finishing up the surgery and I'm by myself. So I'm willed down to recovery and now 
the mind starts messing with me. All of these crazy thoughts start going through my mind. You don't know if it's going to be minutes. You don't know if it's going to be days or weeks. All you know is you just delivered a baby that you're separated from. So we kept getting these really unsure answers from the doctors. And all they kept saying is, Maybe she swallowed some amniotic fluid. You know, maybe it'll be a couple days for her lungs to kind of recover from that. So here we are with a newborn baby that was supposed to be healthy, full-term baby, and we have no idea what's going on. Time's going by, and we're not getting any answers from the doctors. Everything that they thought potentially could have been the issue wasn't. So now doctors are stumped. They said to us, we don't know what's wrong with your baby. So they decided to reach out to pulmonologists and specialists in Denver to consult with them. They sent them all Presley scans and x-rays. There's a pulmonologist in Denver who looked over everything and she was so confident that Presley had a rare lung condition called surfactant protein C deficiency. And the easiest way to explain this is it's a deficiency at the cellular level, so her lungs didn't have trouble making the surfactant, it just had trouble recognizing the surfactant. And so what that means is when Presley takes a breath, it, her lungs want to collapse and stick together. This, the, the surfactant makes the lungs slippery and be able to open and close smoothly. So every time Presley would take a breath, it was almost like they wanted to, her lungs wanted to stick together. We were told that maybe 50 to 60 kids worldwide had this condition and that the severity of this condition varies greatly. Presley's breathing is not getting any better. It's almost two weeks into her life. So doctors suggest that we send out for genetic testing to see if we can confirm what the pulmonologist thinks that her condition is and as well as start a pretty heavy rigorous medical routine. This was a really hard decision for us to make. You know, you're in a spot where you don't technically know if this is the, the condition that your baby has, but you don't want to see her breathing get worse. So we decided to move forward with the medications, and, and these are some pretty heavy steroids and you know, this is not just like taking a Tylenol for a baby. This is, these are things that could have some risks and some complications. So it was a really hard decision for us to make. But in that moment, when this is the only thing that doctors can see and you have such a rare issue, that was the only thing that we could see to try to help her get better. So we moved forward with the treatments and Presley immediately started to improve. And sure enough, the DNA testing came back that she did in fact have the surfactant protein C deficiency. So she responded great to this treatment and she started to thrive. We were still needing the CPAP machine. She still needed the pressures and the oxygen, but we were seeing improvement every day. And from two weeks for about two months of her life, it was constant improvement and we just felt so happy and so excited. This is when we got to see 
Presley's little personality. This is when we got to see her smile and do the things that a normal baby would do even though she's just in a hospital. We got to a place where we needed to figure out how would we get home. Presley is stable, but she's just still needing ventilator support, and we were told that she's probably going to need ventilator support for the first year of her life, possibly the first two years of her life, and eventually she would be able to wean off. So we, we had to figure out how to have a stable airway. You can't be released from the hospital with a CPAP machine. So the stable airway is in the form of a tracheostomy. That was another very challenging decision for us to make. With lots of research and deep thought, we decided to move forward with the tracheostomy surgery. So at three months old, Presley had her trach surgery and we felt good and we felt prepared for the surgery. Presley did fantastic throughout the surgery. But about 36 hours later, Presley had the hardest night of her life. Maybe someday I will be brave enough to share that story with you guys. Her oxygen needs skyrocketed to 100% oxygen and every minute was about trying to save her life. We decided that we wanted to transfer to Denver where the specialist and the pulmonologist who diagnosed Presley were in hopes that maybe they could help save Presley. Denver Children's Hospital was about an hour and a half from our home. I ended up staying in Denver the entire time and my husband needed to work, so he was back and forth between home and Denver, and we had family members helping us with our other two children at home. We spent five weeks in Denver. We worked with about 20 different doctors, trying different medications, changing dosings. We tried so many ventilator settings and nothing worked. It was a constant roller coaster. Presley ended up developing pulmonary hypertension, which just worsened her condition of her lungs. And at four and a half months, our little angel went to heaven. I just kept thinking she's fulfilled her purpose here and God has bigger plans for her. That was the absolute hardest day of our life. It takes a lot in those moments to have faith. And I'd love to share something that happened to my husband and I that really strengthened our faith in the beginning of this journey. A few days after Presley was born and we were leaving the hospital just so distraught, not understanding anything that we're going through, we pull up to an intersection and there's a big white charter van that pulls directly out in front of our vehicle in the middle of the intersection making a left-hand turn. Down the entire side of this van was a scripture, do not fear for I am with you, Isaiah 41 10. It was like time stopped. We looked at each other, we knew right away that this was a sign to have faith. I knew that God was telling me not to fear 
that he would be pre with Presley every second of the way. And I had comfort leaving her at the hospital. So I printed a sign with that scripture in it and put it above Presley's head on her bed where it stayed her entire life. It wasn't until Presley passed away that I realized that that scripture was not only that God would always be with Presley, but it's from Presley to us that she would always be with us and not to be afraid. And that is why you will see that scripture everywhere in the things that we do with Presley's purpose. Presley touched the hearts of so many people who followed her journey. We don't get to choose if we're born with a condition or not. She taught us to have immense gratitude for our health. If you can breathe easy and you don't struggle for a breath, then you always have something to be grateful for. She also taught her dad and I that perfection is perception, that some people would have looked at this baby and thought that she wasn't perfect, but to her dad and I, she was perfect. How does this all lead to the nonprofit Presley's purpose? When we were going through that NICU journey, I met a girl named Jordan, and she was my NICU neighbor. Our babies would always compete with their monitors. It was the cutest thing ever. They never physically met each other, but it just seemed like they always had a bond and connection. Jordan and I always talked about how we needed to take care of ourselves, how the NICU was so taxing on your mind and your body, and you just weren't taking care of yourself. You're the last on the list. You want to be there with the baby every second that you possibly can. So self-care goes out the window. We talked about several different things to try to get out of the NICU, take walks. And one day Jordan said, we need to go to the salon and get pampered. We need to get our hair done. We need to feel pretty. At this time, I had not had my hair done in eight months, you guys. So we booked an appointment with a beautiful salon and my appointment ended up being just a couple weeks before Presley passed away. When I went to get my hair done, I felt so pampered. That was the most refreshing four hours away from the NICU that I had had. So I got back to the NICU and I felt like a different woman. I just felt like a better mom. I felt pretty. I was like, maybe I'll even take a picture of myself, which I hadn't done the whole time in the NICU. It was just an amazing feeling. After Presley passed away, in my deepest stages of grieving, I was questioning God. I was frustrated, I was angry, I was up and down and just trying to keep it together for my family that was here and still living. In my conversations to God, I just wanted answers, like how to move forward, what do I do, why did this happen to me, why did this happen to Presley? And all of a sudden, I had this huge download that had nothing to do with what I was asking. I heard God so loud and clear that you're going to turn this pain into purpose and you're going to pamper NICU moms. I had no idea what this meant. I felt like this was so far from what I was needing from God in that moment. Sometimes in that moment, God's answers don't make sense and it takes time to understand them. 
So I started to share this idea with friends and family and nurses and everybody loved it. I started to reach out to people and make connections in the industry to see if this is something that was even possible. And we had such a great response from people who wanted to be a part and help. We have now have massage therapists, estheticians, hairstylists, so many people that help us serve these NICU families. In September 2018, we served our very first NICU mom in the salon, and it was an amazing experience. Since then, we have served almost 50 parents, giving them a day of pampering. Our goal is to provide a place for NICU parents to de-stress and relax and just enjoy some time away from the hospital. Let them talk and share their journey with us if they want. If they don't, that's okay too. But give them somebody else to talk to besides hospital staff. You know, this is not something that NICU parents will generally do for themselves. You're so overwhelmed and stressed physically, mentally exhausted. And the last thing you're going to do is go and spend two, three hundred plus dollars on pampering yourself. It's just not going to happen. When you're in the NICU, you never know the financial burden that could be coming your way, depending on what insurance covers, depending on the condition of your baby, depending on how long you're going to be in the hospital, and depending on what the insurance covers, you don't know what that looks like for your out-of-pocket cost. Most of the time, one NICU parent is not working to be able to stay in the hospital with the baby. So there's a huge financial burden there, and we wanted to provide this free of charge to these parents. The parents get to choose the services that they want that'll help them feel the most refreshed and relaxed. We just want to serve and love on these parents and let them know that there is a community out there that has been in their shoes. We also hope to expand outside of Colorado so we can serve NICUs all over the United States. Another way that we will serve the NICU community is through this podcast where we're going to interview NICU parents of all different backgrounds, lengths of stays, conditions of babies, to where we hope to give you some tips and tricks to surviving the NICU. So how can you help? You can help by going to presleyspurpose.com and making a donation. You can make a reoccurring donation as well as a one-time donation. That donation goes directly to the products and services to serve these NICU families in the salon as well as our cost to keep our nonprofit going. Another way to help is through sharing the mission. Word of mouth is one of the best ways that you can help share the mission and cause with your family and friends. And of course, if you know somebody in the NICU that we can serve, please send them our information. Thank you again so much for joining me today. And remember, if you are or were a NICU parent, you have such a special place in our hearts. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast with anyone who you think may enjoy it. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Presley's Purpose, as well as our website, presleyspurpose.com. 